Welcome to another sci-fi podcast where psychology and finances intersect. I have a very special guest with us today. Jeronica is here from Army Community Service. Jeronica, would you introduce yourself for me, please? Sure. So my name is Jeronica Frierson, and I am the domestic violence victim advocate with the Family Advocacy Program. I've been here about nine years, so yeah. Jeronica is a very seasoned licensed clinical social worker, and one of the reasons I asked her to be my guest today is because we have a lot of financial stressors out there right now. And listen, audience, I want to validate for you before we even begin that times are really hard right now. Gas prices, inflation, utility bills that are increasing. For those that were struggling before the economic crisis, I feel for you. For those that are struggling as a result of the economic crisis, my heart goes out to you. But I want to give you some hope and expectation today that we don't have to wait on other people to experience a change that is going to move us in a direction away from this financial stress. Now, stress in of itself, Jeronica, mm-hmm. as you know, can be a good thing. It can. However, it's when it starts to deplete you of those natural coping skills of when it starts to become one of those things in life where now we're no longer coping well. Absolutely. So we've just said it all, Mm -hmm. all the things that are bothering us financially right now. Mm -hmm. But financial stress often compounds and it can come from multiple sources. But Jeronica, one Mm -hmm. of the things I've noticed, and I'll ask for you to just kind of think about this with me and and give me any input that you have. Now, I want to, I want to, Tell my audience, now I'm, I'm the bad cop here, and probably Jeronica is going to be the good cop, but if you've ever watched any of my sci-fi class series recordings or attended a live virtual class, you know that I tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat reality. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it to you, and that's my job as a clinician as well mm-hmm. as a licensed professional counselor is to also bring about and shed light on what you could be doing to make it better. So put your steel toe bo- uh, boots on. I'm going to do some toe stepping <laughs> in just a little bit. But what I want to talk about first is, Jeronica, when people become stressed mm-hmm. and beyond the use stress, beyond yeah. the regular norm of stress, there's this lost sense of control yes. that usually hits. That lost sense of control, and remember, we're saying sense, Mm -hmm. that lost sense of control. It may not be an actual loss of control, but that lost sense of control causes people to rebel. Absolutely. Rather than to adjust. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think one of the things that we have to be very careful with is to not get tunnel vision in the sense that, you know, it's everything is black or white or all or nothing. So I might as well, I've already messed up. So, you know, I might as well just, you know, run it all the way in, double down on bad decisions. And I don't know, Olivia, because we might both be bad cops here. And not in the sense, not bad cops, but I think 
especially as it pertains to financial stress, there are some parameters or some boundaries that really need to be set. And boundaries in this sense, just like boundaries can give us peace about relationships that are overwhelming or difficult um, or even toxic, Mm -hmm. same difference, like setting boundaries with ourselves when it comes to money. So it can be put your your steel toe boots on, but hear us out, right? Because what happens is, think about it from this perspective. Once we develop healthy relationships or try to transition a relationship from a dysfunctional place to a more functional Mm. place, we all have a sense of peace, right? And so we don't have to, in the sense of stress, we don't have to be stressed out about if Huntsville Utilities is giving us another rate hike, you know, randomly July and in January every year, we may not like the gas prices, but we know that we've positioned ourselves as best we can to try and to try and adjust. So right. it's just more so how do we navigate navigate the stress that is sometimes inevitable. That's right. right? Yes, very well stated. And I, I guess uh, we're not going to have a good cap on today, <laughs> but but we but but do know that Jeronica and I are feeling the impact ourselves. Absolutely. And and so we do empathize mm-hmm. with you, but mm-hmm. we also know as professional career-driven women that it does take a lot of boundaries, not only with other people, mm-hmm. but with ourselves. So yes. keep those steel-toed boots on because this is where we're going next. Absolutely. And if I may. Yes, add, please. So I always, you know, talking finances is a, is a difficult topic, right? Yes. And so, you know, and I'm sure within the audience, within our family, there's a huge range of, you know, income and access and that sort of thing. And so really wanting to reiterate that this is not coming from a place of judgment no because I'll be honest even when I know better I don't always do better that's right so I am definitely you know I definitely make mistakes or I don't stick to my budget or financial plan as I may have intended but I just you know want to be sure that you're listening from a place you you understand that we're coming from a place not of judgment Mm -hmm. but just of of um just wanting to educate and share how to adjust and and how to even avoid some things. Again, eloquently stated, because any social worker's presence Mm -hmm. or therapist's presence, our job is to provide the information Mm -hmm. and not to advise you in one way or the other. We give you the information and then you do with it what you would like to do based on what is going on in your world mm-hmm. because it would not be beneficial for us to advise you one way or the other Absolutely. what you need to do next. This should come from a self-determined decision from yourself. So the reason I said to keep your steel-toed yeah. boots on, <laughs> even though Jeronica is trying so <laughs> sweetly to just make them Ugg boots, right? Right. right. Um, so I, in, in behavioral economics and behavioral finance, the question is posed, why can't people plan ahead enough to prevent the emergencies they encounter? Now, granted, the the economic crisis that we're enduring, these aren't our personal emergencies that have occurred. This We are adjusting to an economic crisis that is currently occurring. However, here's where I'm going to bring reality to the table. Most of us we're not prepared 
for an emergency financial situation before the economic crisis. And so it doesn't mean, though, that there's not something that you can do about it now. And here's some statistics with that. Before the economic crisis, 60% of all adults said they did not budget. Four in 10 were living beyond their means. And 20% said that they regularly spent more money than they earned. Those are all behaviors that we can control ourselves. Not the president, not Congress, not anyone else, but ourselves. But, but behavioral economics answers the question, why can't people plan ahead enough to prevent the emergencies they encounter? Well, the reason for that is clients... Your clients, mm-hmm. Veronica, my clients, they might make decisions that are detrimental in the long run in order to address current pressing issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before yes. the economic crisis, yeah. it was a relationship crisis. Absolutely. Or it yeah. was a crisis before that. Yes. Yes. And we have to think about, you know, even even if we take a look at just the last couple of years, right? There has been so much going on that has literally changed the way we interact with with our families, with our friends, Mm -hmm. isolation, health Mm -hmm. issues, social and political climate there. And then on top of all of that, right, the recession. Yes. And trying to figure out what what to do and how to do it. And then you also have, I, I believe, I think about. My dad and I often, right, that's that's who I get a lot of, I guess, my financial savvy from. But we're different in the sense that, you know, he's like, I don't have to have it. I'm a spender. He's a hoarder, right? <laughs> so, and, I, and I'll, I'll admit that, but there's an approach to everything. The yes. idea is to strike balance. But I think we've gotten um, really comfortable, too comfortable being reactive instead yes. of proactive. And then to to your point, We've also gotten very comfortable, myself included, I'm not ever going to exclude myself, with sort of putting a Band-Aid on things. So we mm-hmm. spend, I spend because I'm sad, yeah. right? So, you know, we've all heard, you know, I need a little retail therapy. Yes. Nope, you don't. <laughs> you know, right? right? And, and that the, if we're spending for emotional reasons, right, the idea of sort of taking a look at what you even have available or not out the window because that just compounds what you may already be experiencing, yes, right? So true. So having to be really intentional about addressing the issue at hand. Intentionality is the word yes. of the yep. day, Jeronica. Yep, absolutely. I got to hear a speaker over the weekend and I cannot wait to bring the information, the tidbits that I learned from this magnificent speaker on the class that I'll be teaching September 7th. It's on money and relationships, what's Mm -hmm. ailing you. So I'm going to be bringing, and I'll note who this person is to give him some street cred, but we look at our crises through a lens of dysfunction. We look through our current circumstances Mm -hmm. or what's holding us back, Mm -hmm. a tomb, so to speak, What's holding us back from getting out and moving around yes. freely and confidently and making our own decisions, yes. not allowing yes. other people to make them for them. But here was the biggest barrier that he cited. 
is that we do not find ourselves worthy enough yes to move forward absolutely absolutely the hardest part i think for a lot of people is actually giving yourself some grace mm. and forgiving yourself right yes and grace in the sense that you recognize that you're human you make mistakes so not the kind of grace that says okay, I'm going to go buy mm. something else to add to the problem, <laughs> right? But the grace to recognize that you can come back from anything. Everything is figure outable, right? And I don't oh, know if figure outable is a word, but yes, like, that's but that it, right? sounds like a Winnie the Pooh term. <laughs> right, right, it's going to stick. Right? Yeah. And so it's it's okay. This this situation is difficult. This is hard. I've messed up, right? Sometimes we just have to be straight up and say, you know what? I've messed up. But mm. what do I need to do to create a strategy to help get me out of this? And then to your point, also recognizing that I don't care if you work at McDonald's or if you're a GS-15, mm -hmm. you are worthy of living a life that does not include living paycheck to pay paycheck and being stress-free mm -hmm. or being consumed with, you know, concern over how you're going to pay for things. If you're the first person in your family that has figured out that I want to do things differently mm. and I want to try to create balance and wealth, doesn't matter where you come from, you're absolutely worthy yes. to do that, to pursue yes. that, right? Mm -hmm. I Thank you for saying that. And, you know, I, just so the audience knows, Jeronica had no idea what was going to happen in today's discussion. I just told her to be prepared to approach the topic of financial stress from a lens of anxiety because mm -hmm. we both treated yeah. anxiety disorders before and, and continue to do that in our work with the clients that we see here at Army Community Service. So even Jeronica, at the beginning, when she first started talking, she talked about tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. But that's the same thing that behavioral economics and behavioral finance talks about is that tunneling mm -hmm. where when under a lot of stress or in a crisis or up against a deadline, people focus all of their attention on the task at yeah. hand and may neglect or exclude everything else. And what they tend to exclude mm -hmm. is themselves. Yes. What can I do mm -hmm. to make this situation better? What What is my internal locus mm -hmm. of control yes. where I can start now saying, you know what, I can do these things. And I'm about to give you some tips here on what you can do to help reduce this financial stress. Because listen, some of this financial stress can be, can turn into what we call an adjustment disorder with anxiety, mm -hmm. or it could be an adjustment disorder with some level of depression, yes. or it can be an adjustment disorder with a mixed presentation of mood with both anxiety and depression. And I see a lot of clients who are not paying their bills or even filing their taxes yes. for years because they've experienced a significant emotional event or a traumatic event mm -hmm. that has paralyzed them from moving forward. But here's the bigger one, Jeronica, mm -hmm. debt. Yes. It is yes. one of the most common sources yes. of financial stress. 
nearly 8 in 10 Americans carry an average of about $16,000 in credit card debt. And it's not related to a global economic crisis. It's related to not setting boundaries with yourself, not setting boundaries with your family, not setting boundaries with your kids. So if if we really think about that, we start to experience fear Mm -hmm. and panic, and then we lose sleep over it. Absolutely. And so to your point, especially as it pertains to debt, you will find a a lot of people when they go and they try to reconcile, well, one, a lot of us are scared or anxious about reconciling our debt. So we get, we go into the situation nervous and that, that is really how it can get out of control because we don't, we're like, we know it's bad or we assume that it's, it's bad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, Call a spade a spade. It's bad, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not as it's not as bad as as That's you think right. it is, right? Mm-hmm. But there's so much power. So that locus of control. There's so much power in knowing your numbers. Yes. There's so much power in knowing your numbers. So even if it is it is not good, and it's going to take some time and some strategy and patience to get yourself out of it, it's figure outable. Mm. But to your point, when we when we think about debt and we think about relationships, how many of us are finding ourselves going into debt to try to maintain mm. relationships or salvage a relationship? So you're overextending yourself mm-hmm. in a way that you really don't have the capacity to manage right. emotionally or financially, right? Yeah. And so you're anxious about your actions, you're anxious about you know, if that person is going to, you know, keep up their end of the bargain. You see a lot yep. of parents who are co-signing yeah. for their for their children. Yeah. Or you even co-signing for, you know, other adult family members mm-hmm. or whatnot. One thing that you, I think it is important to recognize is if it makes you feel uncomfortable in any way, you absolutely have the right to say no. That's right. If our relationship changes because of a no, then I'm going to work through that, right? Mm -hmm. It's not as simple as saying, I just, I don't care, but I still want you to feel empowered to say no. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, you don't have to overextend yourself in that way. Right, because saying no can free you from the physical effects. Yes. Not only the emotional effects of financial Mm -hmm. stress, but the physical effects, which are notable headaches, gastrointestinal issues, um, heart disease, weight Mm -hmm. gain because you've developed insomnia, your hormones are off balance, Mm -hmm. um, depression creeps in, increased levels of cortisol, that stress hormone. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, your blood pressure has increased and then you're developing type two to be diabetes. So these things can really impact you if left untreated. Mm -hmm. So what are you supposed to do then, Olivia? You said this would be a message of hope and expectation. Mm -hmm. So here it is. Jeronica and I know that anxiety 
is, is one of those umbrella disorders where the hallmark of anxiety, the primary symptom of anxiety is avoidance. Yes. <laughs> so as soon as you stop avoiding the problem and actually approach, and like Jeronica said, shedding light mm-hmm. on that darkness, looking at the true numbers. And let mm-hmm. me tell you something. When we talk about debt, the, the clients that I have, when we do a power pay, which is so simple, if I had... I, one day I'm just going to have to get a client in here and tell you just how wonderful power pay is. So when we do a power pay repayment plan, you can see the scales of stress just fall off Literally. their shoulders. Absolutely. They go from being in bondage into debt for yes. seven years if they only played, paid the minimum monthly payment. Yes. But with power pay without making any additional payments, mm-hmm. It, it shaved off to now paying it back in two and a half years. Absolutely. Olivia, how does that work? Well, if you want to know how it works, make an appointment yes. with me. My information is <laughs> going to be there. You'll be able to see it. So here are the things. Here's your hope and expectations. Four changes you can make today to alleviate this financial stress. I'm going to say it. I know you're going to want to slap me in the face for saying it, but here it comes. Stick to a budget. Yes. But the first thing they need to do, Jeronica, with mm-hmm. that budget, as you said, yes. write the numbers down. Listen, guys, it is so important. And, and to your point, it is very empowering, right? Because here's where a budget and a budget, a financial plan, a financial strategy, whatever you want to call it, like jazz it up. OK. Yes. But here's the thing. You get to sit down and you get to decide. I think a lot of us have this idea that budgets are restrictive mm. and it tells us what we what we only what we can't can't do when actually budgets tell us what we can do. Ooh, right? I like it. So for instance, I know December well, we all know if, if you celebrate Christmas, December is a heavy month mm-hmm. for me, right? Mm-hmm. August, heavy month for me. I renew my licenses, my yes. clinical licenses. Here, here. April, you know, <laughs> tax and taxes, right? Yes. So I know that when I'm working on my budget, I've got to make some adjustments mm-hmm. ahead of time, right? So when I get as I'm approaching those mm-hmm. months, I'm prepared. So when you think about a budget, I I really want you to think about it from a different perspective in the sense that it is helping you decide what you can do. That's right. It also helps you decide because I I do believe that we all need some Mm non-negotiables, right? So the non-negotiables in our budget is what we have to pay or what we, and I won't say have, what we need to pay no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. So the things that, you know, for instance, may be very important, your mortgage, your rent. Yes. Your car note. Why? If you if you have a car note, because that's what helps. We need a, a roof over our yeah. head and the car gets you to, to, get work, to work, right? Yeah. So allowing yourself to create some non-negotiables that yeah. no matter what happens, I am either going to pay, pay this or pay on it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you some some structure because one thing that anxiety does is it blows everything out of proportion. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like you are being sprinkled with like a ton of confetti. Yes. And you just don't even know where to start with the cleanup. Mm-hmm. That's not it, right? So if we sit down and we actually number what do we have? And it's important to know what we pay, mm-hmm. how much we pay, when is it due? Yes. Right? Yeah. Even if there's some flexibility with due dates, yeah. right? So being willing to 
to just look at what's going on because it's yours. Look at look yes, at, look at like what's that. going yeah. on. It is your money it's after your all. Money after all, right? Yeah, you make the decisions, and and boy, Jeronica has succinctly summed up what a spin plan looks like. And I'm going to try and stay away from the word budget because it's true. Mm-hmm. We start to think of a diet when we think yeah. of the word budget, yes. but a spin plan, a budget. A cash flow statement is where you've been. A net worth statement is where you are. And a spin plan is where you want to be. Yes. So let's think of it that way. And and then also we need to think of building a healthy emergency fund. Yes. And and some of you might be thinking, Olivia, how could I be putting savings away mm-hmm. when I can barely m- meet my grocery bill or, right. or barely there, there are variable expenses. I get it within your, your spend plan that are being hit mm-hmm. really big right now. But at the same time, it might call for you to have to live below your means and slash other variable expenses yes. so that you can make it. That might mean getting rid of Hulu, yes. Netflix, Hallmark Channel, Disney Plus, all these things that we pay. Oh, my goodness. I'm too embarrassed to say it out loud, Veronica. But when you add it all up, we're talking $300, $400 Listen, a month. Listen, it happens. It's ridiculous. Yes. And those subscriptions, yes. be, I'm like, you know, kind of like <laughs> tucking my tail here as well. Because seriously, all of a sudden, everything, you know, oh, $6.99, sure, $9.99, sure. But then when mm. you have like 10 of them, right? It's like, oh, wow, it's literally $300. But even with an emergency fund, so it can be something as simple as putting $25 away so that you can have gas money to float you through Mm. to the next pay period or if you need to, you know, get a couple of things at the grocery store. So, of course, you know, we all like to have or aspire to get to that three to six months of our household bills being able to cover Mm -hmm. that. And so that's a goal. But even just not having if it's Tuesday and you don't get paid until Thursday or Friday and being able to have gas money a little reserve for gas money or an an incidental is powerful and that also speaks to you setting some some boundaries the other piece is being sure and this is what why a spend plan is really important a lot of us, we didn't see gas being five plus dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, as prices were climbing, we really kind of got into that. Surely this is going to yeah. like top out. Am I right. Dreaming? Am I am uh-huh. I dreaming? Right. Same difference with the with groceries. So let's create strategy around that. How many of us actually need to go back to old school and yes. do a grocery list and do the envelope and, method. and do envelope method grocery list maybe we need to leave the kids at home if you you bring a calculator with you 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 open the calculator on your phone it's right there as you're going so you know where to stop yourself that's right and what what you are going to prioritize and it's not a social class thing not at all i am a a accredited financial counselor who takes great pride in coming from nothing Mm -hmm. and establishing something 
I still shop at thrift stores. Absolutely. I still pull out my calculator at the grocery store. Absolutely. Um, or when I'm doing my online order, mm-hmm. like, whoa, I didn't yes. know grapes were so high yes. this week. Okay, yes. so won't be getting grapes this week. But <laughs> yep. that's how people become the millionaires next Absolutely. door. Absolutely. Is they learn how to prioritize. Mm-hmm. They don't yep. just, ooh, I have a, I hit the jackpot every yep. two weeks. Nope. No, it's, it's, this is a paycheck that is serving a purpose mm-hmm. and ultimate c- creating something in the future. Yes. So the last two points, we'll move on here a little faster. But notice that Jeronica and I are not massaging your hearts with blaming other people today. And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if that's what you expected. (laughs) But we do want to massage your heart and know and knowing that we do know that it's hard because, as we've mentioned, it's hard for us, too. Absolutely. But this next item is to track your progress. Not to track the president's progress, not to track Congress's progress, but to track your progress. Absolutely. Because ultimately, this is what you can control, mm-hmm. not anyone else. When we're in a therapy session yes. with people, that is the guiding principle. Yes. What can you control today? And let me tell you about tracking progress. Any progress is progress. Yes. If this month, you save five bucks and last month you were in a deficit by a hundred. Hey, that's a hundred five bucks right there mm-hmm. that you have gained. So that is progress. Yes. Progress, not perfection. Ig- Ooh. Yeah. Progress, oh, not I perfection. love that you said that yes. because listen, perfection is unattainable. Yes. But we can strive for excellence. Yes, absolutely. And, and I love that, that you said this. Now, listen, here's the last one. And I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to say it anyway get some exercise. Yes. Jeronica and I know that when it comes to anxiety and, and long-standing stressors that are just mm-hmm. sitting there in our minds, sitting in our bodies, famous book called The Body Keeps the Score. Yes. The reason you need to get exercise is because when you are anxious, your sympathetic nervous system is in overdrive. Mm-hmm. And so we need to break or intercept the messages that are going from our bodies to our brain to tell us to panic even more. Mm-hmm. Exercise creates larger body movements, which sends signals oddly to our brain that things are okay. Absolutely. So anxiety sort of impedes clarity, right? Mm-hmm. It really does. And so the need to get the, the benefit of getting moving is you get to focus on something else. You start to feel better physically, right? Mm -hmm. You actually, like, stress literally will set up in our body, right? And we need to be able to to move and feel empowered through that movement, right? And then we're able to have some clarity about what we need to do or what we want to do. So it's, it's just the idea that you take care of, your whole self, mm-hmm. right? Like all, all parts of all parts of us. So it's whether it's spending plan, you know, and here's the other thing about exercise is that it shows that you're able to have some discipline, mm-hmm. right? And you decide like, I'm going to uh, make certain moves or, or I'm going to commit to do hard things because yeah. I can do hard things, right? 
I love I can do the way you put things. that because yeah. again, someone I'm sure listening to this is how is exercise going to help with the financial crisis? Mm-hmm. Well, again, we're not going to be focused at large nope. on the financial crisis. Mm-mm. We're going to be focused at large on what you can control. Yep. And again, what Jeronica was saying, and, and listen, we've done this day in and day out with clients and we see how it works yes. is when you get your body moving, it gets your brain freed from all the the outside noise brings mm-hmm. clarity and then your thought processes start to unclog and now you are more confident in making that next step Absolutely. and then your finances start getting moving your relationships start improving mm-hmm. i just can't i can't tell you just how important it is for exercise to be a part of your life. So you've been given four tips today. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you listened. Jeronica, thank you so thank much you. for being on this it. podcast yes. today. And uh, we hope to see you in the class coming up on September 7th. And again, it's called Money and Relationships, What is Ailing You? And I'm actually going to dive a little further into how money can cause some other issues, but also how to get out of that trap. I hope that you tune in for the next podcast and have a lovely day.